Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It's Fightful.com. It's Monday, December 7th. Can't believe it's December already. The Royal Rumble is next month. Jeez, that's why. How is that even possible? I feel like the Royal Rumble just happened. Like, well, actually not even. It feels like this year has been extra long. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like it should be the Royal Rumble already. Yeah, it, it, yeah I see what you mean. Like, the Minute Maid Park feels like three years ago. The, the, the baseball stadium Royal Rumble. By the way, guys, cheap plug. I'll have a big-ass Royal Rumble feature next month. Uh, we've got some WWE stars that have talked to me about it as well. But we've got Denise Salcedo here. Before we, we get into the pleasantries, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications, and uh, send a super chat. That will get your question or statement read on the air. And, of course, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. But, Denise, we... We caused some controversy last week that really was the biggest story in wrestling last week. Not Impact and AEW, not Sting, not a title change on War Games, not Candice LeRae's broken arm, not, not even me getting a contract extension. The biggest story in wrestling last week carried over to WrestleTalk because I saw Luke scolding you over the fact that you hated Christmas. You are the Grinch, Denise. You know, this whole Christmas controversy has ruined my life. You should see my comments, my mentions. I'm really happy for you, and I'm going to let you finish. But Christmas is the greatest season of all time. No, and it's I, not. I am exposing you. What? Have you, I'm hoping you've seen those movies. Yes, I've seen Home Alone. Okay, just had I'm to make sure. Fan. I've seen it. It's whatever. It's overrated. Yeah, I said it. I'm sorry. You're a mean one, Miss Denise. You really are a heel. You hate the spirit of Christmas. You eat disgusting meals, Miss Denise. You're a California raisin who sleeps so late it's surreal. have no taste, Miss Denise, you bully Sean Ross, you slander home alone, you have no respect for your boss, Miss Denise, perhaps even worse, you put pizza in ranch dipping sauce. Christmas sucks, Sean. Christmas sucks. It's overrated, too. It's all about Easter. What the hell was that, Sean? What the hell was that? What am I supposed... What the hell is a California raisin? You don't even know about your own culture. What is a ra... 
great California raisin. I don't understand what you meant by that. You Google it. Google the California raisins. I mean, the red ones, the red box. Is that what you're talking about? It's a cartoon. No, I don't know, Sean. But you literally what? <laughs> I can't even believe that you put that together. Matt the Misfit says Denise hates Christmas as much as I think Blue Chew <laughs> is better than Taylor Swift music. Rafael Garcia says, LOL, what the hell? Take my money for this foolishness. Hannah M <laughs> says, this is what you've been doing with all your time in the last week. I know. You've been literally, is this our Le Dinner Dubonair situation? But like Sean Rossap bashes Denise Salcedo. Marco Dominguez says, how do I not donate to something like that? Wait, wait. And I didn't even allow you permission to use the footage of me sleeping on my bed. That was footage that I gave to Russell Talk and you stole it. You know what? You know what? I think for all the news that I give those guys, I think they'll let it slide. I think I think my boys, my boy Luke will let it slide over there at Ollie. Uh, the Nerd Guru says, literally no message. That was amazing. Anakin JMT says, Denise isn't a real Californian if she doesn't know about the California raisins. How am I not a real Californian? I was born here. This is the only place I've ever lived in my entire life. The jam on Ryan B. Jam says SRS wins the year 2020. Well, let me tell you, that that is not a high bar to cross. It was an easy victory. Um, was that really you singing? Yes, that was me singing. How'd you make your voice sound like that? I, I'm good at that. I'll just, I'm good at that. I've done some voiceover stuff in my day, Denise. Yeah, I felt like I was watching a Broadway musical, except that I was being roasted. Nobody told me that this was the roast of Denise Salcedo. I didn't sign up for this. Brandon Charles Powell says, I have to send in a super chat, but he says super heat. He says, this video deserves an Emmy or Grammy or both. Uh, Anakin JMT says, tell Jimmy you need another raise. I actually just gave Denise another raise, too. And a bonus, for the love of God. Denise exposed. Hold on. I got a raise, a bonus, and a roast? Yes. How does that make sense? And when do I not respect my boss? I am so nice to you. I'm like the nicest Mm. person you've ever met in your entire life. We can put together another another one. Our social media guru, Kyler James. Fair use, Denise. Um, (laughs) Ron Patel, the sponsor of No Profanity September, says, that was fantastic. I don't even celebrate Christmas. Denise, you had to know. You had to know it was coming. No, no, I did not know that that was coming. That's not what I had envisioned when you said that I was going to shit my pants and all this and all that. And you even had time to do a dress change. Like, were you changing during this, like, video? Don't act like you didn't have your eyes on my little window down there, Denise. No, all I eyes didn't were on see. me. I can't see oh, you. Also, by the way, I've got a little Christmas tree back here. You can't see it. But um, i got a little Christmas tree back there. Uh I mean, Denise, you got roasted hard. You got roasted hard. Jamie Miles says, SRS, how can you call yourself a proud Kentuckian when, when you support butter disregard and not mutter disregard for shame? I don't know what mutter disregard for shame is, Jamie. What am I missing? <sighs> Matt the Misfit says, why do I get the feeling Orton versus Wyatt was taped before Raw tonight? Uh, one part of it was, but... Um, but yeah, we we've got a lot of super chats, Denise. People Can I quit? Talk- Can I go home? Can you just like run the show by yourself since I was just roasted? People what am I supposed to do with my life now? This we are the talk. 
of the wrestling industry right now uh, because of <laughs> my talents. Okay, we have to have people vote what they preferred this or or uh, the MJF Jericho Jericho oh, situation. Sure. And and I, I don't you know what I I'm gonna criticize MJF. I tried to get him to sing with me, and he said that I wasn't talented enough. Dare I say he was proven wrong on this day? Evan Wright says, "Are you ready for MJF Wednesday?" He's reviewing our show. I hope he's reviewing this one. I hope he's reviewing <laughs> this one right now. Come on, MJF, give me your best. Dressed to the nines. This is Michael Jordan crying in a Santa hat, Denise. <laughs> that is the ugliest sweater I've ever seen well, in my life. Michael Jordan crying in a Santa hat. Why would you spend? Why? Well, why? I, did, I didn't spend money on it. You want to know why, Denise? Why? As a wise man once said, I'm thrifty. I did spend money on this. Then they take took so long to ship it to me, they had to pay me my money back. And this came in the mail anyway. The Jam One Ryan B. Jam says SRS is a better singer than the Taylor Swift. Yeah, Match.com's going to hit me up to do a, a song for their new commercial pretty soon, I think, Denise. Sean, no one's going to hit you up. Nobody's going to call you. Except Nobody's Ru- going to email you. And no. Except for our, our boy Ruben Blanco here. Or, or how about Marco Dominguez? Or how about Blake Lister, who says, I have the voice of an angel? Thoughts, Denise? Oh, please, you're auto tuned. Like you are like not auto-tuned. You are auto-tuned. You are like Britney Spears edited, whatever. I don't know. You got some like major fancy record person to fix your voice because we all know nobody from Kentucky sings really good. I recorded that raw on Audacity with a Yeti mic in my office (laughs) with no equipment whatsoever, Denise. No, I don't believe it. I did. And then I don't even know how to mix audio. I mixed the audio on Adobe Premiere. That's video editing software, Denise. And I so this is what you great. did? This is what you did. You took time out of your day. That is a scoop that you could have yeah. gotten. And you'd spent your day that making took, this video. It took me about an hour after SmackDown on Friday. <laughs> just saying. Denise is just jealous, says Trevor L. Anakin JMT says, if you want your loved one to hit you up. I mean, we do... We do have actual honest-to-God wrestling to cover. Technically, this, this episode of Raw felt like it was five hours long. Jamie Miles says, Mutter is a horse that runs on a, well, on a muddy track. I did not know that. I did not know that. Matt the Misfit says, at least Sean doesn't write song about their exes. I write songs about my friends. That's what I do. That's a big misconception about people thinking Taylor only writes about her exes. Zach Barber says you should have used a picture of Kermit the Frog since she disparaged the good name of the Muppets too. You know what? Maybe the next time I'll do a song in Kermit's voice. I could I could pull that off. Also, <laughs> hey, you you want to talk about the issues with me? Kevin Steets brings up a good point. Who has a pillow of themselves? Okay, first of all, that pillow. Yeah, go ahead is... and tell them what it is because that'll that'll help your case a lot. No, that pillow. Hold on, give me a second. Let me grab my fancy pillow. We have a super chat. Nerd Guru says McAfee selling his injury on his show is top class. I agree. This is not a pillow of my face. I am not that conceited. Okay. Yes, it has my face on it, but that's beside the point. Taylor Swift liked my photo on Instagram. Okay. And that is, this is the photo that she also shared on her Instagram story. Are you on any global pop stars Instagram story? Um. No. I am, okay? Pete Diddy follows me. 
Wale Nobody swap cares about me. P. Diddy. Did he share you on his Instagram st- story? Did yeah. he write a cute little message on there? Did he like your post? No. Taylor goddamn Swift, the goddamn music industry, did for me, which is why I have this pillow. There's a reason for this pillow. I, I mean, here's the thing. It, P. Diddy did more than that. He said, he said, he sent me a message and he said, Okay, now you're just lying. No, he he said to me, want to be ballers, shot callers, brawlers. Who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers on the low from the Jake and the Taurus? And then he said, Sean, I'm trying to get my hands on some grants like Horace. And I said, thank you, P. Diddy. I really appreciate that. I don't even think I just understood what you said. You just made a bunch of sounds. I didn't make a bunch of sounds. Wale called me a big-time cursor one time, and then— uh, he, he, he credited me with the inspiration of writing several of his Grammy-nominated songs. Uh, Ken Shearer says if he's auto-tuned, then he's just like Taylor Swift. Wesley Potter says Bro, hey, do some research. Before you try bread? to bury the Queen Taylor, please do some research. Mm. Trevor L says, with all the Super Chats, we need an SRS story tonight. We don't have enough time on the Raw shows, but on the post-Smackdown shows, when we get to a certain point on Super Chats, I've been telling fight stories, which are something i have better fight stories than you <laughs> you've never been in a fight i've been in several your, fights your fight for relevance that continues every day denise no i was in a fight in what? multiple fights what? is this real yes what this is real one of them was when i was a kid i was fighting with my next door neighbor because she had the audacity to want to be britney spears when we were playing imagination so i grabbed a broom and <laughs> And she was wearing glasses and they broke. And then her mom came to yell at my grandma. You've been <laughs> bullying people for 20 years. <laughs> no, she didn't want to let me be Britney Spears. I was not going to let that happen. I wanted to be Britney Spears. Okay. So I just had to take matters into my own hands. Oh my I mean, I was little. I didn't know any better. Well, you said she had the audacity. I have the program audacity in which I recorded a great diss track on. Big thank you. Matt the Misfit says Gene Simmons liked my drawing of him, and I didn't get a pillow made. We got to review Raw. We do have to review Raw. It is got to happen. It, it's got to happen. Uh, we'll go ahead and get into the, the 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 first segment that we'll talk about tonight. Poor Raw. This is a post-Raw show, and nobody's talking about Raw. Don't nobody want us to talk about Raw. Th- there are 600 people here right now. Actually, yeah, like 700 people here right now. That between all of our platforms that do not care about Raw. We have not had one person say, when y'all talking about Raw? And we're 14 minutes in. Hold uh, on. You're telling me there's 600 people watching here, watching the roast of Denise Salcedo, and yeah. you didn't tell me to, hey, go tell your mom to come watch the show so she can watch you get roasted? Like, this is my first roast, you know? And, like, none of my family was here to see this. I mean, it's on demand. We have that option. Jimmy Van had sent a super chat at some point. Oh, yeah, 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 there it is. Jimmy Van says, I extend SRS's deal thinking he'll increase his output, and instead I get that, Jimmy, the super chats are just rolling in, my dude. I, you I know mean, what? I'm going to hit up Jimmy Van, and I'm going to let him know that you did not get, you no, you, I'm going to come up with some legal, I'm going to find a lawyer, and we're going to come <laughs> get you. going to be okay? Jimmy's lawyer. No, that's what I'm going to do. Exactly. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I will find some way to get back at you. Oh, man. Why? I will get oh, revenge. Your lawyer's going to come out swinging like, whoa, Vicky, in a parking lot, and it's not going to work out for you. 
Rafael Garcia. I'm being harassed at work. Rafael this is Garcia what's happening. Says Denise is as big of a bully as Taylor. Denise the Bro. Snake Salcedo. You know what? You're dang right I'm a snake, all right? And you know what? That just means I'm going to become the best at everything. Watch. Watch. One day, Jimmy Van's going to be like, you know what? I don't want Sean Ross Sapp anymore as the face of Fightful. <laughs> Screw that. I want Denise Salcedo. And you know what? I'm going to remind you of this because I'm the snake. Not for another three more years. Well, in three years, it's going to be Fightful. Denise Salcedo. <laughs> Zach, Zach Barber says Taylor Swift could be a princess, but Mar- Mariah Carey is the queen. Damn. Okay. I got I to gotta talk about Raw. There are going to be so many people mad that are listening to this show. What the hell was this pep talk between Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax? She says, well, I'm going to make her front look like her back and her back look like her front. And Nia said, you're going to put her boobs on her back? Yeah, I didn't get that. And, like, you would think I would, but I didn't. Oh, it was oh, bad. Double boobs in the front and the back. That is a How I Met Your Mother reference, right? Not a reference, but it reminds me of How I Met Your Mother when Barney said that he wanted boobs in the front and in the back. Oh Did God. you watch that show? No, okay. that show is friggin' trash, Denise. You know what? I like that show. I'm not surprised. Uh, so they have okay. a match, and these two could have a good match with their eyes closed, but I don't think it needed the smoke and mirrors. But, like, Nia gets sent into the stairs, and it looked real bad. She's just not she's not good right now. She did do better on the, the Hurricane Rana into, into the table, but then you get the sneaky old roll-up, Denise. Oh, my God, this is so bad. Shayna Baszler losing three times in a row is not something I would have ever booked. No, definitely not. And at first I thought that this was actually a pro, the fact that we were actually getting a singles match for both of them because that's where they obviously shine the most. But obviously this this whole this whole fe- this whole storyline that Asuka has been in, that Shayna has been in, everything that's been involved in this has essentially been doing the opposite for them. So I wasn't feeling this whatsoever. Yeah, this this wasn't great. And next week we're going to have Lana against Nia. But I promise WWE, wins and losses do matter. And I'm okay with Asuka winning matches. I'm not okay with Shayna always losing matches. Champions are supposed to be the best, Denise. And I just don't see that. And for whatever reason, they are dead set on Nia never losing, just Shayna. And to me, it should very much be the opposite. I don't even think we've heard much of a mention with with really Asuka even being champion. Like, it just feels like now, you know, she was or later on in the show. She was like, we're going to become tag team champions, you know, trying to pump up Lana. And it's like, OK, well, why do you care? Why yeah. do you want those belts? Brandon Charles Powell urges us to not talk about Raw. Just go back and forth to the whole show because this is great. I, I appreciate it. I, I really do. I wish we could. Throwback 27 says the Keith Lee 24 doc was amazing. I'm going to try to watch that tomorrow. Did you get a chance to see it? I watched the first five minutes. I didn't fish, finish it, but I did finally watch the Liv Morgan one that I had him watch last week. And I finally get why people were mad because it's so easy to make Liv Morgan into a star, especially because she's so relatable and she comes across as so genuinely nice and sweet that you're like, dude, you can do so much with this girl. She has a great look. She moves great in the ring. Like, come on. Like, there's so much like potential there. And it was just so crazy. Like the whole, the whole thing about uh, her essentially being saved and you know not putting her on the camera because oh she's gonna have this big thing and you know she ends up like forming hope and then out of nowhere she comes she does this lesbian angle for like one week with Lana and then goes back to the riot squad so it's kind of messed up 
Yeah, I mean, that I reported on FightfulSelect.com, subscribe now, that I had several wrestlers that reached out to me, and they're like, I can't believe that made air. I can't believe they thought that that made them look good. And I hadn't seen it yet when they, they told me that. But then when I watched it, you see Liv saying, well, I took that as a compliment. And I'm like, you really shouldn't. Like, I mean, I know that, that at the time you were probably like, oh, well, that means they have plans for me. They didn't. They just didn't. But, I mean, I think that they thought – they thought that um, that it made them look good. By the way, uh, Matthew Mikofsky, you're, you're saying you sent two Super Chats now. Do you see them? I've got them saved. They're pushed back. We get to them as the segment happens on the show. So if you're Super Chatting something about Seamus and Drew McIntyre, it will be brought up whenever we cover that segment. Cyclops says, this feud had changed the channel heat with me. Yeah, I'm over it. Like I- I've already watched Asuka and Lana beat them twice in non-title matches and they're probably just gonna lose at tlc denise right i dude all you can hope for is a good match because if they don't lose like what else is left matt the misfit said remember when Shayna told oscar she was coming after her post summer slam neither do oh, i oh my god now that i honestly forgot until he brought it up right now and yeah this makes no sense whatsoever. And he is okay. So like, you know, with the whole Becky Lynch news, uh, obviously I went back and, you know, watched her video when she first made the announcement. And I was like, that's so crazy how like her belt was handed off to Asuka. Asuka had just won the money in the bank. And you thought, oh, this is great. Asuka's going to do so much with the belt. And nothing major has happened since then. It's almost like Becky Lynch did not miss anything whatsoever. And obviously, you know, her reign would have obviously been different from Asuka's reign. But it's just crazy to see how we've gotten from that point to this point. Matt, the Misfit says, I'm not a fan of WWE giving away Shayna versus Asuka away for free. I mean, it was great, but not, but still, this is a pay-per-view match to me, but almost every pay-per-view match, except for Drew and Sheamus, they haven't done that in like years and years and years. It seems like everything they just do on TV, even if they're doing it just to DQ it right away, Denise. Right. And, you know, I have to say that the Drew McIntyre Sheamus thing was actually my favorite, only favorite part of the show. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Nerd Guru says we got to Shayna versus Asuka in the worst possible way. It It is a little frustrating. Uh, Zach Barber says AEW is going to have the, the follow-up to Kenny at Impact, Sting, and now Shaq. Raw gives more Lana and Nia. I'm okay with Lana. Lana's been fun of late. I think she's doing as good as she possibly can. I really do. Did you see that video that she posted on social media where she's like crying on a chair saying she wants to be women's champion? No, I didn't see that. I need to check it out. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I think she really sold that. I think she's better than anybody gives her credit for. Uh, Evan Wright says, with Impact being so noteworthy this week, Dark always being great, and Sting stuff on Dynamite and other things, you'd think WWE would step up their game. You would? I mean, SmackDown, the, the, the Roman Reigns stuff is some of the best wrestling I've seen in a very, very, very long time. That's up there with, if not better than the Omega Page stuff. Like, it is just really good, but... On Raw, we rarely get to see that, Denise. And NXT TakeOver War Games was fantastic, too. So it's funny because, like, watching the show, and I've said this before, whenever they do, they want to get something right and they want to do something right, it gets over. Like, the people eat it up. They love what they do. But then you see them drop the ball at certain different things. And it's like, why? Like, we know that you can go, you know, a certain mile. We know that you can make things very interesting. I mean, look at what we're seeing with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Look at some of the storylines that we've seen on NXT. So, like, why not incorporate that into every facet of the show, especially Raw, given that it's your three-hour show? 
Matt the Misfit, uh, wrong one. Matt the Misfit says, I feel like Shayna versus Asuka was the original match before SummerSlam, before Sasha got involved. They switched around a whole lot of that stuff, plus Kyrie was leaving. They had a lot of moving parts there. Jamie Miles says, Blue Chew, SRS equals Sean Ross Sensual. F that flan, American Pie style, but remember to wear protection because you don't want a flan baby nine months from now. What is a flan baby? I don't, oh, man. I don't get this one. <laughs> I read that on the air. You totally did read that on the air. Man, I got to start screening these things. Send in your super chats and make Sean Ross Sapp read embarrassing stuff on the air. I'm all for that. I, I just want to say, as if it couldn't be more apropos, that Jimmy Van's YouTube icon is me. It is a picture of my face. My God. My God, we got, we got some more super chats. <laughs> Old dude Matthew Mikowski says, "Let you finish." Blue Chew used code Fightful, and Anakin JMT says, "Big congrats to two women who deserve it: oh. Becky for the oh. birth of her daughter, and Denise for apparently landing a Renee Paquette interview." That I saw that. That is so awesome. I rock. See, Sean. At the end of the day, I got roasted today, and I still come out on top. Just like Jerry Seinfeld, I always even out. Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> well, either either way, I am legitimately happy, even though you held your thumbs up way too long for that. To oh, be did cool. I really? Oh, you were just sitting there like this and continuing well, on. Like... It's better to have your thumbs up. You got to sell the thumbs. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Dana Brooke and Ricochet defeated Retribution. There were some real bad promos before this. I mean, the scripting was so heavy, Denise. Even Ali seemed like he was scripted heavy, but um, it was. At least his sounded okay. But Dana Brooke pins Reckoning again, and Ali chastises them. This was this whole stable was a bad idea with even worse execution. Promos were bad. The match was short. Reckoning loses again. I mean, maybe they're going somewhere with that, but Retribution looks like a joke still. Where do you go with that? I, I, I don't understand. To the trash can <laughs> where it belongs. <laughs> it's so weird to me. I don't get it. Like, I, I, I really thought that, okay, they thought that this would, they had a good idea, right? And yeah, the fans completely shit on it, but they could still try to make it work. But now it's almost like if they're treating it the way they think the fans want it to be treated. Like, they think the fans want to keep seeing each and every single week retribution have no meaning whatsoever, no purpose. And they're booking it like in a really strange way, you know? But I will say this. I really like what they're doing with Dana Brooke right now. And maybe, I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like she's coming in with a new attitude. She feels different, and that's good. And I it, I thought it was kind of refreshing to have this mixed tag match because we don't always get mixed tag match matches on Raw. So I did like that. I like the fact that she did this very fun, coordinated uh, entrance with Ricochet that I thought was really cool. And I kind of want to see more of Dana Brooke. And I think the fact that you need credible opponents in the women's division, I think that she's one of them. They keep going with her a certain direction. I've wanted to see more of her for the last year. It was evident about a year ago she had really worked to improve in the ring. Uh, she leaned out. She worked really hard on her physique. She did a lot of things to change up her, her in-ring as well. And I, I've been enjoying her work for about a year now. Like, I can't remember the last bad Dana Brooke match that I've seen. And I interviewed her earlier this year, and she talked about how hard she worked. And she's been uh, – her, her boyfriend – 
Yuli Diaz is is making waves in MMA and, and boxing, like record-setting knockouts. Knocked a guy out in a couple seconds. She's training with him all the time. He's working with her like on a lot of different things. So I want to see more of Dana Brooke, too, and she's earned it. She's worked really hard. Was she called up way before she should have been? Hell yeah, she was. But since then, she's worked really hard, and, and I hope this goes somewhere, Denise. I just I think she's getting confidence from somewhere and it's starting to show. Yeah. Injection says, is Denise joining the all authority with the suit jacket? She is a heel. I'm cold, man. It's a cold day today. Zach Barber says it felt like Dana Brooks New York accent was random. I don't know where she's from. I think she's from she's from Wow. Uh, I feel Ohio. like you should know that, Sean. Don't you spend hours on people's Wikipedia pages? She's from Ohio. I just don't know what city. Like, I don't know if it's Cleveland or Columbus or a suburb, but she's from Ohio. You know how I know this, Denise? Because I, would, I was at the Arnold Sports Festival putting in the work, covering NXT when she was there, and they announced her as Ohio's own Dana Brooke. Congratulations. There you go. Uh, we also have uh, Evan Wright saying, can WWE turn this around like the Dark Order? Dark Order was one of the most dog shit storylines in wrestling a year ago. It was terrible. And then by the summer, it was one of the best storylines in wrestling. And now you got a bunch of people that are over, Denise. Well, I don't know if we're going to see that for retribution. I feel like, oh, it doesn't feel like it's going that direction. I feel like I'd be foolish to say that I'm hopeful. We have some more Super Chats. Brian Chair says, Sean, it's time for you to bring the hammer down and finally expose Denise. Blue Chew Code Fightful. You know what, Denise? You could. You could say, like, when, when people think of Sean and Denise, they'll say, he made that chick famous. Okay, first of all, John Ross Sapp did not make me famous, okay? Please look at my stats. Put put it on your Sean Ross stats situation. Put my stats up way before the Sean Ross Sapp deal. What stats, Denise? What stats are you talking about? Oh, like all my awesome stuff that I did before Fightful. Didn't you you publish your, your impressions? What were your impressions last month? Are you seriously pulling up my impressions? I have a smaller account. Wow. Is this where you're throwing shots now at my impressions? Two million last month is what you boy did. Okay. I made yeah. that chick famous. I am I am getting there though on my own without I, Sean who, Ross Sapp. Who helped me? Who helped me? I don't know. Maybe they're all bots. Bots. Sean Ross bots. bots. Sean bot Sapp. Denise. Well, I'm sorry. I don't spend all my day, all day on the internet, you know, just sitting there counting my followers. But watch, one day I will beat you and my impressions will be way better. Can you please stop singing garbage? Wow, Denise. Look at this. Sean bought sap. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then people say, people say that I'm the mean one. You're the mean one. You're making fun of my Twitter numbers. You're making fun of my my everything. Your Twitter numbers have exploded over the last, I remember you hit 10,000 like last month and you're already at like 11,000. Yes, because I put the work in, Sean. That's the work in. Put the work in. Say that you didn't. Yes, you did. You said I I made you famous. I'm the reason why your Twitter numbers are going up. No, no, no. I'm not talking about anything before before tonight, Denise. Denise, 
everything you have, you worked for and you earned. And I will never let any bit on a podcast tell anybody any different. You work your ass off. You work really hard. I'm just saying that now, as of tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern, I made Denise famous. I made how? Denise famous. I don't understand how you made me famous. I made you famous, Denise. No, you did not. I threw you off the hell in a cell. You crashed through a table wearing no. green like the Grinch. No. No. I beat you with the candy cane. Injection 2K says. One more thing and now I forgot. Thanks. Injection 2K says I enjoyed Monday and Fridays with Denise. <laughs> Wait. Hashtag entertainment. Thank you, because I bring the ratings to this show. People love to have me on here. They do. They do. You're great. Slapjack and T-Bar will never live those names down. See, Denise Denise only knows one method of getting heat, and it's to bury people. She's confused when I compliment her in between absolutely roasting her. I don't oh. like compliments. I'd never heard of Denise until Fightful. Well, Anakin JMT, you live under a rock, my friend. Oh my gosh. I'd heard of Denise before Fightful. I'm just saying. A lot of people heard of me before Fightful. She got a personal reference from Xbox. You legitimately Yeah. Said, you want God, I get no credit. You see what I mean? What? I get, get no credit. Get no credit. I put you over all the time. <laughs> I said, you yeah, are, well, I want more. I said, and I quote, Denise Salcedo is inspiring an entire generation of younger women to get into wrestling media. And I fully okay. believe that. All right. Now you're just putting me in the box. Why am I only inspiring women? Can I inspire <laughs> men too? I admire that. You're doing so good, Denise. Matthew Garrett. Am I going to get fired after this? No, I admire the shit stirring. I, that's exactly what I would have said. Uh, Matthew Garrett says Denise classes up. Yes, people. yes, I do. That is why I got a raise and a bonus. It's, it's like putting a bow tie on a turd, guys. It doesn't take much to class up Fightful. Uh <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's really sad. That's really sad. Kofi Kingston defeated Shelton Benjamin, but then he lost to Cedric Alexander. Uh, the Hurt Business trashed a stagehand before this match. Now, they kind of referenced Cedric uh, Cedric being a little full of himself last week. MVP said, you're feeling yourself lately. I mean, I I'm fine with the Hurt Business stuff. It adds to their character. Really enjoyed Shelton and Kofi. I loved the references to the fact that this was Kofi's first feud in WWE in ACW back in the day. I liked it. I liked the offense. I would probably get rid of the SOS if it's going to look like that. That was very bad. But other than that, I thought this was a fun match. And then Cedric Alexander turns around and beats him, beats an injured uh, Kofi Kingston. I thought this was okay, but I mean, it's like they're really, really, really saturating these two sides. 
I love this. This is actually one of my favorite things that the Hurt Business has done because it's different. Like he's part of the, you know, he's part of the stable, but at the same time, he's boosting up his own ego or, you know, growing a big head and, you know, acting like he's shining on his own, which is great. I love this. I love the fact that he wrestled this match too with a very, uh, like a desperate sort of energy. Like he was like, I'm so desperate to get this win. And you were seeing it in like the way that he was moving during this match. And I love that. And I like the little things that they did too because even afterwards when he was celebrating I think uh, MVP and Shelton like went in for the high five and he just like completely ignored them and I liked that uh there was some there was there was a couple moments that I thought were really good also the fact that commentary really emphasized the fact that he had won two singles matches on his own so I kind of thought that every little thing that they did to this uh added something to Cedric Alexander that to be honest I didn't really know he had in him yeah, they gave Cedric a win. They made Kofi look sympathetic, so I was okay with this. I am at the point where I'm like, okay, this is like 700 matches between them. I don't want it to hit Apollo Crews territory because it was 17 straight matches. I don't want it to hit that territory. See, at least they're doing it different, though, because of the whole Apollo Crews thing, like, oh, my God, I was so over that, like, seeing that each and every single week to the point where even if they tried to do something different, it didn't matter because I was already tuned out. But this time, I like what they're doing with Cedric, and I like this, like, you know, like, cocky guy because I want to see it all eventually implode. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see where they go. And, and if Cedric – see, my thing is Vince wasn't sold on Cedric before this, so I wonder how – how it'll work if he leaves. Uh, Matthew Garrett says, make WWE great again, 2021, Triple H. And Anakin says, didn't Denise say she and Jeremy would bash on and Twitter followers? I don't bring Jeremy's up numbers failing to you. Jeremy's failing me. He's not holding up his end. Jeremy's doing fantastic numbers on the Fightful Gaming end. His show did, I think, between audio and video, like 5,000 listeners last week. He's well, I don't care about that. We're on a Twitter route, okay? He's got to start holding up his end. Jeremy, you got to pick it up. And Louie was even part of this. I think he he was part of this, too. I think. Zach Barber says, Denise Salcedo, the Rodney Dangerfield of Fightful. She doesn't know who that is. Anakin JMT says, the thanks I get for giving her money last night. <laughs> My bad. Denise. Denise. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. No one talks. No one says anything bad about Taylor and expects me to be nice. You know what? I thought the hey, this is your Christmas gift. I thought the re-recording of the song she had in the match commercial sounded really Love good. Story. I thought it sounded really good, and the commercial was great. Thank you. Like Thank you. you. Like you did it. <laughs> what? <laughs> like like you had a hand in the song. I love it. Yeah, thank you. Well, on behalf of the congregation of Taylor Swift supporters, I thank you, Sean. I am the leader of the cult, Sean. Like, I'm in a cult. Like, you know, I do rituals every 13th in honor of oh, Miss Taylor Swift. The Nerd Guru says, congratulatory super chat to Becky, Seth, and Brew. Much love to them. If and when Becky returns, I think a non-title feud with Bailey would be money. Denise, I think absolutely anything that Becky Lynch did in the future would be money. Yeah, and I'm very curious because I know everybody now that she had the baby is starting to speculate, like, when is she going to return? When is she going to return? And that was obviously going to happen no matter what. But now it really does kind of have you wondering. But I just I kind of feel like she's not missing out on much right now, given that nothing's really happening. There's still no crowds like spend time with your baby like you're good. Bobby Lashley defeated Jeff Hardy. Matt Riddle is still killing these backstage segments. He's got 
bro nuts. And I, I, gosh, I know you don't like Home Alone, but he's like the kid at the beginning of Home Alone that's talking to the the van drivers. He's just like bringing up ideas and questions, and people are like, "Man, all right, cool." He pitches doing a tag team with Jeff Hardy called the Hardy Bros. And doing the broetry in motion, but he ends up helping out Jeff Hardy here. Wasn't enough for Jeff Hardy to get the win, but what what are you thinking of Matt Riddle so far? I'm thinking that this is I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love what they're doing with Matt Riddle. I think it's okay. There's been some moments where okay, I've gotten a laugh. I laughed at the whole bro nuts thing. The bro nuts looked delicious, BTW. <laughs> um, but I don't like it. I think it kind of makes him look silly. I, I don't I'm not feeling it. I think if you're gonna do this funny thing, it has to be funny all the time. If not, it's just not hitting home for me. Yeah. I mean I, I would agree with that. I think that makes a lot of sense from that regard. Uh but I, I'm enjoying what he's doing. I think that he's knocking it out of the park so far. It's clear they're setting up to Lashley and Matt Riddle, and I'm okay with that. I, I think that makes sense. But Matt Hardy, I thought had a pretty good match right here. Like they, Matt Hardy. Or, Sorry, I'm thinking of Matt and Hardy here, uh, but Jeff Hardy, um, it had still having good matches. I think. Wait, Sean, are you really not putting over the bro nuts? Did they not look delicious to you? Oh, the, if you want to eat bro nuts, you have at it. Oh wow! So you're you're declining the bro nuts? That's not cool, man. I'm gonna decline the bro nuts. I don't know what kind of. THC products they're laced with. I do not know. Okay. So what did you think of the match? Okay, the match itself. I, I'm curious as to whether or not the following week, next week, we're going to see a follow-up to this Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy situation, or if this is really just going to be like a one-off thing or if it's going to be forgotten about next week. Because if it's not forgotten about, where, what direction are they heading into this? Was this just a one-off or was it not? Yeah, I, he pitched a tag team. But then again, I think he's set for a tag or a, a title match with, with Bobby Lashley wouldn't shock me to see that at TLC or the rumble. Are Uh, you still hyped for Bobby Lashley though? Does he still have your interest? Because I am so I, 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 he's not getting over with me anymore. Like I'm done. It's the same thing every single week and I'm not feeling it. They're keeping him strong. So that, that interests me because WWE never keeps anybody strong, but at the same time, it's like, ah, man, they could do a lot better than, than what they're doing. But yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, Matthew Garrett says Riddle is wasted so far. Hard to get someone presented that dumb and silly. Great matches don't overcome bad promos. Uh, man, Kurt Angle was presented as ridiculous and stupid with regularity. But it was different type of comedy, though. He wasn't necessarily – he was seen more as goofy, not dumb. And I think there's a difference in that. And you go back and you watch these comedy segments with Kurt Angle from back in the day. They're still funny, at least to me. Like, I laugh at them, like, all the time. They're considered, in my opinion, like, classic sure. funny moments. Where if, you know, go back in five years, is this going to be the Matt Riddle the segments that you're seeing right now? Are they going to be considered, like, classic, all-time funny WWE moments? Probably. Probably not, because I don't think there's been one where I'm going to – I'm going to forget about bro nuts in two weeks. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. Caleb Maldonado said it would have been funny if you pitched bro nuts to Mandy Rose. She does have a have a donut show. This this show felt long, Denise. 
It did. I felt all three hours. And I hate that because when I start looking at the clock, that's that's not a good sign for me. That's when I start losing interest. Did you get sleepy, Denise? I was cold and sleepy. Cold and sleepy? Yes. So, I mean, you, you want to rest easy after a show like this, right? I know you like to I sleep do. until like 4 p.m. 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Well, regardless, our friends at Helix Sleep will make sure you get a fantastic night's sleep. I bought a Helix Sleep. I took the plunge. I asked people for recommendations for a mattress a few months ago, and I got one, and I loved it so much. I hit him up, and I was like, we need to do a partnership. And I'm so happy to tell you guys about Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep. I took a quiz online because, quite frankly, I ain't going to a mattress store, not in this environment. And when, when I'm going to have a mattress for 10 years, however many years you're going to have one, you want to make sure it's right. So they find out what kind of mattress you need based on your preferences that way and even your body type. That way it has the perfect mattress for you delivered right to your door. Everybody's unique. Helix knows that. And they have several different models to choose from. Soft, medium, firm. Uh, ones that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And they even have a Helix Plus for plus size fo- folk. Um, I got a Dusk Lux. Oh my God, I love it. I've been getting great sleep for like the last month and a half, two months. Before that, I slept on a basic slab of memory foam. And this has made a major difference for me. Uh, we always joke about the wild hours that we keep. But like when I sleep, I got to maximize my sleep. I got to make sure I get everything out of it. And uh, the Helix Dusk Lux has been awesome for me. If you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz, order the one you're matched to, and it comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't have to go to a mattress store at all. And you don't have to take my word for it. It's picked number one best overall mattress of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Their quiz takes like two minutes. They'll get you to a custom mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. It's got a 10-year warranty, and you can try it out for 100 nights risk-free. And if you don't like it, they come to your house. They pick it up for you. You will love it. I know I'm loving it so far. And right now, you get up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And hey, even if you don't get one, hit them up at Helix Sleep on Twitter and let them know you heard about them from us. I can't tell you how important that is. Sleep, getting a good quality of sleep is so, so important. I did not quite understand that until the last couple of years, but do yourself a favor. Well, we do have some super chats. Especially uh, if you want to look, you know, flawless, no wrinkles people id you you never know when you might be sleeping and you might that that footage might end up in the hottest diss track of all time had i known i would have i would have dressed up better for that cyclops is better than wolverine said i stopped watching an hour or two and watched your honor i don't know what that is at all matthew garrett says kurt angle is better well no shit kurt angle was better but he's presented as stoned and illiterate where's the smoke there like i mean guys for he's, all this he's essentially pro- saying it balances it balanced out with Kurt Angle. It okay. doesn't balance out how with Matt he, Riddle. But how is he pre- presented as illiterate? When could he not spell? Like, because well, when he's coming out and he's talking like, you know, that's, that's essentially just, that's just how he is. He's not stoned. No, I, mean, I know, but that's how he, that's the portrayal, though. That's like the assumption. That's, that's like the stereotype of that. That's so what a lot of people say they're like, oh, well, this character, this character, that ain't a character. That's Matt Riddle. That's how he talks. Go watch the UFC 149 post show presser. 
Go look at him steal the show, cutting a promo there. And him being the submission machine and him and all that, he can still do that and be goofy. Like, Daniel Cormier danced around with a bucket of fried chicken and ice cream in the background in his underwear. Like, people can be goofy and still be badasses. Well, then we need to see more of it, though. We but we're not, we're not seeing more of it. For sure. I agree. Um, but, yeah, I don't, th- I don't think he's portrayed as a stoner. I just think he's portrayed as, like, a guy that is just – I think he's portrayed as goofy for sure. For sure. Um, Matthew Garrett says, Serious promos can make me buy tickets, not poor stoner comedy humor. There ain't no smoke clouds, buddy. They haven't portrayed him as a stoner uh, one one bit. Uh, Trent, I appreciate the super chat, but I'm not going to trash another person on, like, another person's content. Uh, but I do appreciate the super chat, and I thank you for the support. Um, we had also... <laughs> Miz TV with AJ Styles, which was largely pointless, but it's it's more Miz and Morrison just trolling Sheamus and Drew. I don't even know why they did Miz TV. I I actually started okay, so I didn't like the first half of this. The first half of it was just whatever's right. But I thought once Drew McIntyre came in, I thought he really livened it up with his promo and just the way he was trolling all of them. I I actually ended up liking this very much. Yeah, I just don't know why AJ was there. Yeah, he was sort of forgotten, and it almost didn't make sense in the beginning where they were like, oh, four, four and a half. And I was like, okay, we're, was that supposed to be like what happened there? It kind of felt a little bit of a disconnection during this segment. Matthew Which is strange because AJ is really funny too, so. Old dude did bring up a good point. Are the Bronuts edibles? They what do you mean like edibles? Ed- edible weed, Denise. Oh, sorry. I don't smoke weed, so I wasn't too sure about well, that. Well, Zach Barber says – Sean, you just said the pronouns were laced to TAC. I said they might be. WWE has not indicated that. And here's the thing with WWE, and you guys should know that. If they wanted you to think they were laced with something, they would make sure that they, that, oh, I don't know what's in those donuts. <laughs> Commentary would bring it up 200 fucking times. Yeah, they didn't do that. Those donuts look delicious. Excuse yes. me, those bronuts. They looked fantastic. And bro. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if they were implying that they were, they'd beat us over our heads with it. Um, we got a tag match. Keith Lee, before this, though, says that nobody's buying Sheamus's nice guy routine. I want to see Keith Lee turn at this point, Denise. I'm more interested in that. In Keith Lee turning? Yeah, than, than Sheamus. I'd rather see Keith Lee turn than Sheamus, because I'm liking Sheamus as a babyface. Well, okay, so... Yes, for Keith Lee, because let's face it, anything really helps him out. And I like the fact that the whole Seamus, Drew McIntyre thing, it's almost like there are those two friends that get along differently, as in like they're willing to like fight each other and then like two seconds later be okay. I like that because it's like, oh, he can piss me off anytime. But at the same time, you know, we're on the same page. Yeah, I I really love that element. And we had a match here. Tom Phillips has a cow over John Morrison doing a gator roll. I was, he was like, wow, look at what John Morrison just did. And I was like, it's a gator roll, bro. Amateur wrestling. <laughs> like, I like the move, but damn. I do like that John Morrison always shows me something different. Like that back body drop, where it wasn't a back body drop, he went all the way over to his face. He's so good at that. But... Sheamus accidentally brogue kicks Drew, and Styles pins him with a phenomenal forearm. 
part of me is like, man, I hate to see Sheamus lose because he's on a hot streak, but they're getting AJ ready for Drew, so I can't complain too much. And it set up something interesting after. What do you think of this, the decision for AJ to get the win? Okay, so I love this because I I felt that they were there was a moment where I just saw like Drew and Morrison and AJ just like flying all over the place, and it kind of felt like each guy was trying to top the other one, and like, oh, you can do cool stuff. Well, you know what? So can I. And I kind of felt like that was the energy that we were getting throughout this match. And uh, with AJ winning, seems perfectly fine to me. I like it. Again, you know, we're go- we're heading towards that direction, so that's fine. And um. The thing about Morrison that I do want to add is that I feel we haven't gotten, we've gotten like 0.01% of the athletic ability that he is able to do because I've seen him do some crazy stuff at like, like uh, indie events and all of that. And I will tell you that we have only gotten a very small taste of that in WWE, which is crazy to me because the fact that he can do all of this cool stuff, like if I had somebody on my roster, that can do that I'd be like dude do it all the time because it looks phenomenal and I think we're only we've only really just got in the iceberg with him on that I don't want his matches to turn into like non-stop parkour stuff like it like it did an impact a lot they would be like oh here's him jumping onto the barricade then onto the apron then onto the table and he's spider-manning this because he's better than that he doesn't like his his athleticism should show through in spots that make sense and I agree with you. Like, they haven't showcased hardly any. I mean, that's the thing with Ricochet. He's capable of so much crazy stuff, but uh, they they don't let him showcase it. Trevor L says Morrison needs to turn on Miz. I don't want him to do that until and if Taya shows up. If they got Taya as a part of that act, I want to see John Morrison out there on his own. Until then, I want him with Miz. Uh, Nerd Guru says Vic Joseph shows up Colin Phillips every week. Yeah, he does. He's really, really good. Like, he's fantastic. (laughs) SRS, will you sing at Denise's wedding? I will. I'll sing a Taylor Swift song at your wedding, Denise. You want me to spend money on that? Here's the funny thing. The fact that you assume that I would charge you, incredibly on brand for me, because... (laughs) I wouldn't have you come working my wedding for free have you slaving away (laughs) that is just savage amazing amazing uh and Matt Matt Logan says Denise got Renee on her own yes she did I'm looking thank you very much yeah I'm so excited old dude says do Seamus at Mania and Rumble I don't care anymore I don't know anymore I mean, I'd be open to that. And and Makovsky says, old dude here, ending the handicap was fantastic. Sheamus could be Rumble or Mania opponent, but inject that inject that into my veins right now. I think Sheamus as a Rumble opponent for Drew McIntyre for the title makes a ton of sense, Denise. Yeah, and, you know, we mentioned the fact that, like, okay, you know, when they were confronting each other prior to that commercial break backstage and then afterwards they came back from the commercial break and they were, br- like, brawling back there I didn't expect that whatsoever but I thought that was honestly my favorite part of the show and I've always been a fan of Seamus but there recently they hadn't really given you much of a reason to really care about Seamus and this is the first time where I actually feel like they're actually giving me a reason to care about Seamus and then if you know he eventually does this turn and I love how they're teasing it too but eventually if he does this full turn on Drew McIntyre I have a reason to care now as a fan and so I really like what they're doing with him and with Drew on this situation. And it really does remind me of Braveheart, by the way, because there's even that character that's from Ireland, and I don't know, there's a whole thing. 
I just I, watched it, so it's very vivid in my head. Well, I absolutely love the post-match. They're backstage, and Sheamus is beside himself. He's like, it's not intentional. And he says even to Drew, he's like, you know it wasn't intentional, right? And then Drew, with a great line, he goes, you know what's about to happen, don't you? And then we cut to commercial. And usually I'd be like, why'd they cut to commercial? But it was so perfect because they came back and they're beating the shit out of each other. And all the wrestlers are watching. They're like, hell yeah. Two sirloin beef sons of bitches at it. Pat Buck gets in the middle of them and they throw him through a table and they hug each other. And they're like, oh, we're good now. I love this, Denise. This was by far the best thing on Raw tonight. It ruled. Yeah, I agree. And it was funny, too, because even when Pat Buck pulled them apart, I was like, you swear. I was like, one guy and a Pat Buck that he can actually keep these two guys apart. So when they, you know, turned on him and then beat him up, I was like, thank you, because that is more believable. Beat the guy up because I wasn't believing that, like, he can keep them apart. I mean, how many brawls haven't you seen where, like, everybody and their mother has to get involved just to keep two guys apart? So I wasn't going to buy the whole it's just him keeping them apart. So I'm glad that they did this. And even when they went to commercial break and they were just staring at each other, like, breathing really closely i thought that was really going to be it and we weren't going to see anything else so i'm glad that they followed up on this and again ended up being the probably the best part of raw oh it was a phenomenal part of raw i loved it um just sometimes this is the way it ends up sometimes you have fights with your friends and that's it you, you just gotta you gotta fight it out and this was unbelievably good i loved it and i mean they're making me more interested in in sheamus not not to the Reigns Uso level, but it's still very, very good. And I'm all for it. Oh, this this ruled so much. Uh, we had Randy Orton cutting a promo that doesn't go much of anywhere, but Bray Wyatt does Firefly Funhouse on the screen. And Orton wants Bray, not The Fiend, in a match tonight. I was surprised by this, but I was like, hell yeah, give me this match. I hate to say it, but... There's something about Randy Orton, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, whatever, that it's just not appealing to me. I, they don't mesh, in my opinion. Like, they don't click. Whatever it takes for two guys to click and get a storyline moving forward, I'm not feeling it with Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. Well, they did a match, and, like, the thing with The Fiend, or the Bray Wyatt, is he's not incompetent or unaccomplished. He's misguided. Like, he doesn't take things seriously enough. And then when he does, you see the flashes of the great Bray Wyatt or even the Fiend there. Like, I had people that were like, oh, my God, that finish was so good. Why didn't you like it? I didn't say that I didn't like it. I'm just saying that every time I watch a WWE main roster show, I know there's not going to be a finish in the main event. Like, it's very frustrating to see that. It's like, I, I can't even remember. What was the main event of last week's Raw? Do you even remember? I have it on my notes. Give me a second. Let me scroll. Uh, we had AJ. No, wait. Yeah. No, we had AJ Keefley Riddle. No. That, that wasn't the main event, was it? No. AJ Randy. All oh, my notes are all messed up. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's okay. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. well, we, I'm looking through my notes and they're horrible. We didn't get a finish tonight. We didn't get a finish on SmackDown. We didn't get a finish the SmackDown before that. Like, that's very frustrating to watch so many shows and go in knowing that there might be some storyline progression there, but we're not getting a finish. And I don't always need one, but sometimes I do. Sometimes I do need a finish. And this was just another one of those situations. Now, Orton hit the RKO, but the lights go out, and he's on top of The Fiend. I thought that was very cool. It's one of the benefits of how they are able to manipulate the tape versus live thing. But... um it's, it is a little bit exhausting to never get a finish. 
Well, I thought that wasn't even my issue. I thought my issue was more... Okay, so I like the fact that when the lights went out, Randy still got the RKO instead of being all foolish and like, oh my God, the lights went out, like whatever, and just, you know, cost him the match. But uh, I didn't like the ending just because it felt too cartoonish for me. It just didn't work for me. And that's really the reason why. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those things you either love or hate. Usually, I, I... But I, I really didn't. I was kind of in the middle on this, and just I was like, okay, they're trying. They're doing what they can, but it it might not be for me. This feud just might not be for me. It's not for me. Unless, I mean, they could win me over, though. I'm really easy to oh, win over. <laughs> so last week I just looked. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus defeated Miz and Morrison. You guessed it, by DQ. So, like, we get four straight TV things that are, like, that are just not they're just you don't get anything out of them and that's that's something that that has me wanting more like i i want to know that this will matter and i mean maybe this matters more than an actual finish would have so maybe i'm the wrong one but denise that was raw it was very very boring yeah, it wasn't a good Raw this week, unfortunately. And I, I thought it was going to be good. I don't know why I went in thinking, oh, this is going to be a good Raw. But it wasn't. Guys, some quick plugs. We do, do still have time for some Super Chats. So uh, get those in if you guys don't mind. Uh, FightfulSelect.com. We had so many stories last week. We revealed that there was a pitch for Chelsea Green to be Mickey James' obsessed fan. Not even a pitch. Like, they filmed it. They filmed this. And it was supposed to happen. And then it got canned right before. Uh, we had news on Sting to AEW, the AEW Impact stuff. Like, we are breaking news every single day on FightfulSelect.com. Please go over there and support FightfulSelect.com. It is uh, really our, our crown jewel as it, as it pertains to breaking news and special podcasts and a lot of stuff like that. FightfulSelect.com. I promise if you try it out, you're really going to like it. And it's uh, the most affordable breaking news service for pro wrestling uh, that you'll find. Trevor L says contract or congrats on the contract extension, Sean. And if you want your own extension, blue chew can help code fightful. Why? Thank you very much. And Trent Gaspard says greetings from Marola, Louisiana. Orton looks like he's going to have a hard time getting up after that. Maybe blue chew can help him. They, I feel like they should give us an extra, an extra uh, sponsorship spot because of that. Uh, Matthew Garrett, I did see your super chat about um, about the Triple H conference call. He says, on the conference call, Triple H referenced the coaches who handle the writing and matches in men's and women's divisions in NXT. Why can't the main roster be handled the same? One good thing is Roman right now. Please rant. I think Roman is by far better than anything by far better than anything on um, on NXT. I think NXT, their go-home shows, are usually really boring. So I don't know if I want that. It is it is more of a basic show for NXT with shorter promos and all that. But Denise, how, how do you feel about that? Those Triple H answers are getting less and less impactful every time he gives them. But do you think we need to see more of that method implemented for Raw and SmackDown? 
Yes, I think anything right now can ha- can help, especially Raw. I'm, I'm going to talk more about Raw because it is a very different experience to watch Raw and SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown, yeah, you can have a couple of misses every now and then, but for the most part, the show is pretty, it, it flows pretty well for the most part of it. Uh, this time with Raw, I think Raw needs a lot of help in the sense that a lot of stuff just aren't making sense. It's the same thing every week. Nothing major is happening. And I think that's the biggest problem. Like something big, has to happen. I got to feel like I got to watch every week because, oh my God, I might miss something if I don't watch Raw. And I know that if I miss Raw, I'm not necessarily going to miss anything. And that's not good because then you're going to get me into this trend of, oh, I'm not going to tune in to watch Raw. I'll just read whatever the news sites post or whatever, you know, so-and-so says on Twitter. And that is not a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, We have a few more super chats. People just plug in Blue Chew. Final one. He was on top of the fiend. Hashtag Blue Chew. Matthew Garrett says RKO deserves better. Bray is not great. Bray is a top top character in the, in the company. And Zach Barber says Miz and Morrison defeated Drew Sheamus by DQ. I'd have to look back at the last time one of these shows, um, one of these shows had like anything that that had a, a definitive finish. And the Nerd Guru says, by the way, Bianca and Sasha is a dream team. I would have to agree. Matthew Garrett says, why doesn't WWE have retired wrestlers and current wrestlers contribute to creative instead of writers? They do. Daniel Bryan does. Edge does. There are a lot of former wrestlers uh, and people that worked in the business that are on that creative team. But none of them are contributing to the hottest diss track of the year, Denise. Hey, didn't they steal your – who was it again? John Cena that stole your uh, – Denise Walsh – I mean, shit your pants – comment oh no that was that was some other thing uh, suicide squad yeah yeah but it was john cena who said it though right wow uh, maybe maybe anakin james yeah, i think said, was the one who said it anakin james he says feel bad elias is stuck with the unwanted unwanted forgotten son well he might not be from what i understand that was a dry run last week i was talking to people on smackdown that were telling me not worth the trouble not worth the trouble it's not worth the trouble. It isn't worth the trouble. It's not. And they didn't but that's even... weird, though, because there's been other situations where you're like, is that worth the trouble? There's plenty of people not worth the trouble on, on a lot mark. of other brands. There's on, yeah. and Even on this brand, there's plenty of them. But, yeah, I completely agree. And they weren't even letting him wrestle on SmackDown when they called him up. They were having Cutler and Blake wrestle. So the way that it ended up, Denise, was Cutler and Blake had to sit at home for the same amount of time that this guy did because he fucked up. And that's wrong. That's wrong because those two guys worked for five years to get their call up to the main roster. What a shame. What a shame. Denise, tell the people what you're up to besides hating Christmas. All right. Oh, you know what's funny? We're not putting a Christmas tree up this year. I'm, this is I'm our first just, year I'm without shocked, us putting a Christmas Denise. tree up. I'm shocked. We got new furniture. We didn't want to move it around and have to put a Christmas tree and bring in all the stuff from the garage. Nobody has time for that. So my house is going to be like a regular people's house for December. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram because I now have to get 34 monthly million impressions on my Twitter because my sad 4 million that I was so proud of, yeah. Sean, <laughs> isn't isn't going to cut it. So Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Check out my show, Speak Now Pro Wrestling on F4W online. And then keep an eye out on my channel because I am going to do my interview with Renee Young. So you will be seeing that coming up shortly. So all of that and more legitimately show Denise some love. Uh, I'm already at 10 million impressions this month. Man, I'm barely like at, I don't know, a million and 30, like 1.3. 
Guys, I'm trying. We, we have a ton of interviews up on the site. Luther on the distraction. They did some game streams too. Shotzi Blackheart, uh, Jordan Oliver, Alley Cat, uh, Alex Gracia. I'm interviewing EC3 this week. I've got uh, Lee Moriarty coming up next week ahead of the Vacation Land uh, Limitless show. LSG ahead of ROH Final Battle. There's just so much at Fightful Plus. We're bringing you tons of exclusive news. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Check out the distraction. They're reviewing the rundown this week. They invited The Rock on the show. Do you think he's going to show up, Denise? Hey, you never know. Anything can happen on Fightful. And, I mean, hey, you reached, you made the Renee thing happen. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it'll happen. Maybe. Until next time, guys. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.